Welcome back to the third season of Fisher Link, presented by Fisher Inc. Magazine, a podcast for the Fisher College of Business to highlight stories in and around Ohio State that you may not have heard about. My name is Paige Palmer, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Grant Paulson, the new Vice President of Podcast. Hi guys, my name is Grant. I'm a marketing major from Cincinnati, and I'm very excited to be leading the podcast team this year. This week, we'll be interviewing a few board members from the Chinese Business Professionals Association here at Fisher. Would each of you mind introducing yourselves, telling us your major and where you're from? Starting with Dirk. Yeah. Uh, hi, guys. My name is Dirk, and I'm majoring in Master of Business Logistics Engineering, and I'm originally from Dongjiang, China. And this is my second seven year. I'm going to finish up this December. And I am the VP of Operation at Chinese Business Professional Association. Okay, thank you. Hi guys, my name is Christina and I am VP of Marketing in CBPA and I'm a finance student in Fisher College of Business uh, and I'm a third year student. Uh, my name is Chen Wendong, I'm the VP of Success Planning at the Student Nation. I'm a finance, marketing and psychology major. I'm a third year student I'm from Shanghai, China. Mm. Hello guys, I'm Hattie, I'm studying finance and real estate, so I'm a first year student, but prior to this year, I have work experience prior to coming up to college, and I am the PR professional developer. Thank you. Hi everyone, my name is Julie, I'm currently a second year a Master of Human Resource Management student at Fisher College Business. I'm the president of CBPA. I originally come from Beijing, China, but I've spent my past five, five, four or five years in California to get my Bachelor of Science degree. Okay, thank you. So Julie, would you please kick us off by telling us a little bit about the organization and why you joined it? Sure. Chinese Business Professional Association is a graduate student organization at OSU Fisher College of Business. Our vision is to empower students' pre and early career success by providing personalized and innovative career education as a complementary to what the Office of Career Management at Fisher does. So we welcome both graduate and undergrad students because we really want to optimize what we have and help those students who really need, need these resources, which is why we try to be as much inclusive as we can. Currently, we have 11 executive members on eBoard and 20 paid members from both graduate and undergrads. Okay, that's awesome. Fantastic. So from our understanding, your organization was actually reactivated this past year. So could you tell us about some of the challenges you face kind of restarting an organization on campus and maybe advice to anybody who might want to start their own organization? Sure. I joined CBPA because I thought it's a good I thought it's a good opportunity to help more international international students, especially Chinese students in the same position as I do. And also, I found out some difficulties we faced. We come from um, because OCM can help us in the career development in English language. But how about students want to go back to China to search their search their future opportunities? So that's why I joined this organization and try to recruit new members. And the most challenging thing is the first is we had nothing. We have no resources no letters, and our previous e-boards members are all graduating. So I'm the only one left. So, yes, so I emailed to the Fisher graduate student first, and Dirk is the first one I reached out to. Mm -hmm. And then we decided to expand into the undergrad students because graduate students 
we graduate so quickly. So I want to make a sustainable leadership team. That's why we recruit Qingyuan. Then and this year's Hattie and Christina join us. Fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, what opportunities does your organization offer to help people to develop professionally, either through workshops or events? Yeah, as a um, and professional development of VP, and we are currently doing a lot of on-site and off-site events. For our, currently, we have three service segments. Uh, one is like re resume and interview workshop, and speed interview or third-party workshop. We invite a lot of like guests during uh, webinars, uh, so it's really industry focused. And for this kind of webinars, we are totally listening to like what our members want so we are we have members from each specialization and major so it's basically what are what, what are they needing for uh, what kind of industry they want to hear from and, and we will connect the, them to those kind of uh, industry and we have like professional development office hours every week so we have four professional development coach have, they have like weekly out office hour for members to have like one-on-one -on -one resume and interview like Q&A questions so uh, it's like really intimate like you're like hey like um, how is this like how can I phrase this like I, uh, they will literally help you step by step and putting a really like beautiful resume and like for like one of the um, opportunities I want to say is that a student and a member can enjoy is definitely like our president Julie is like she is have worked in HR um, both in, in the US in China uh, so she has a lot of experience things as a lot of our like CBB um, the prof pro professional development coach so they can offer especially on the press, a lot of like really professional advice standing points and they really understand how the company, on the company perspective, like what kind of talent we are searching for, like what are, like what kind of internship, what kind of courses, like we we want you to have. So this is our like, and a lot of like, uh, a lot of our teaching and courses are both done in Chinese and English. So if you are ABC, you want to learn more Chinese, come. <laughs> yeah, like like so like it's like a lot of different perspectives I think like like new members can enjoy in CBBA yeah that's awesome that you guys already have so many events and so much programming for members how many members are you at now since you just restarted recently we have 20 paid members awesome. yeah yeah that's great so kind of looking forward what's your vision for the rest of the school year and kind of beyond that so it's for the organization yeah yeah so for the organization where the next event is on ne next Monday. We are going to have an interview workshop, and then uh, one week later, we have a speed interview to help students to practice what they've learned from the workshop. For the next semester, we are going to um, expand our both leadership team and mem membership team because we want to include more activate students, both from graduates grad and undergrads. We may have, uh, we, we, we are going to recruit associates, some associates to, to support VP's work. And also we will have project-based committee to, if, to welcome some students who want to know what a, what a student org works or some student 
uh, we will also want to welcome them to to organize events. If they just want to have one experience, one project experience, they are welcome to join us. Yeah. And for the long run, we we are planning to invite resources outside the campus, not just from the graduate students, not just from the OCM, but also some third party, third companies who are um, who has high reputation, who has high qualified um, re resource to support our students, to support the CBPA to function smoothly even after we graduate. So it's a long run planning. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad you have a sustainability program. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you don't want this to go away after you've worked so hard. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay, so what challenges, if any, have you guys faced during your time in Fisher? Well, I feel it's kind of the orientation you have, the identity you have. So for my example, I think when I first arrived at Ohio State University, I defined myself as an international student. So I only, you know, talk with Chinese people, Chinese friends, and also I have a little interaction with professor. But um, beginning with that interaction, I find people in U.S. culture is also easy to communicate, easy to get along with. And also because I take so many business school courses, I then think I kind of shift my identity as a business student. And then I kind of apply for the program in the business school, like honors contract program, summer dance leadership academies, such kind of thing, and also industry immersion. And this year, like global project program, tons of things. But after that, I feel like I need to challenge myself. So I kind of want to go to the university wide orientation. So that's why I applied tons of things like, you know, like book leadership, fellowship, global leadership initiative, just kind of that stuff. So I think uh, the challenge is like, you have to never satisfy and challenge yourself every day. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great model to live by. Mm -hmm. Sure. Absolutely. So how do you all think that having global experience, having you know experience coming from a different country has helped you to stand out as a candidate both in the job search but also at university? Well, I can take that one. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I start with more on the school side. So coming from an international background who did my elementary school, high, middle high, high school back in China, and I did my undergraduate same in California for four years. I think from that, with with that background, it always helps me to take a step back every time when I'm facing a problem. Take a step back, think it in two ways, the two different educational systems that I have gone through. I think it, it drives me to think more criti um, critically, and I would always say it always most of the time years better solutions than I would have done if I'm just do not have these kind of background, and. On job side, I th I've I've worked and interned in both China and the U.S. I've got to I've got exposed to both. <coughs> excuse me, the difference in both societal culture as well as office culture. So from that perspective, I think that positions me well enough in understanding how business works in both countries, and it opens up more opportunities for me in the future. But of course, it's also challenging as well. But it's always fun to know that I have multiple passes to choose. Absolutely. And kind of from your experience or from anybody else's, um, what kind of advice do you think you can give our listeners about leadership that you've experienced through this org or maybe your past experiences? For me, re a mutual respect and transparent communication are the two key components of my leadership. As for advice or recommendation, I would say 
if you want to become a good leader, you'd better know your leadership style well. Like for example, me, I have a currently I'm uh, I have a visionary leadership style, and I usually set a goal, short time and long time, and discuss with all my VPs and reach alignments. But I will not dig into the detailed things with them. I will just leave, give them all the access. But at the same time, I have high tolerance of the mistakes. So I give them ch chance to try and error, and give them chance to to use their credit, their credit creativity and their initiative ability to reach our goals. So I think that's very important. And also as a leader, I think growing your team is always a, a priority because the point of a, the purpose of having, lead, having a leader is not make leaders, out, make leaders outstanding, is to make the team collaborate better. So uh, keep an, uh, an ongoing feedback and also give the team opportunities to practice and receive exposure is very important. Absolutely. I think that's great advice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind of want to add on to that point about knowing your style. It's often, sometimes it could be hard for yourself to see what kind of leader you are. And it's great, Julie knows what kind of leader she is, but it was very difficult to, for me to figure out what kind of type, type of leader I am. So the approach I took was go to my friends, go to my classmates, go to my professors, ask them for feedback and with that, the, with all the devices I get, I can get a more uh, comprehensive look at myself and kind of determine what kind of leaders others view me as or I view myself as. I think that's a good approach to know that. Mm, so for me, I think it's kind of focus more on the purpose, not a strategy, like how you want to do the same, but like what's the purpose? If we have a common purpose, I think different strategy makes sense to me if we can have the same result we want. And also I think from Chinese student perspective, sometimes we focus too much on the quantitative skills, so we kind of ignore the communication skill. I think communication skill is really important. And when you try to influence other, you kind of focus on them, like what's your goal for that project? Not kind of just very rational persuasion, like, you know, you should do a good grading in the school. I think that's the key takeaways I have. Yeah. For me, um, I think one thing is very important is like to be open-minded and to set up time, to set some time for something that other than schoolwork. Because um, those kind of experience can make you more inspirations other than like you just know the schoolwork and to follow the basis and uh, the knowledge on the book. So, um, like the like the people in business is like. Um, a business uh, a society so where you can just build your uh, opinions your um, creativity in that society so we need more sources like um, the food um, I don't know how to experience that the, uh, how to explain that but um, it's kind of um, food of soul and we need these kind of things to build ourselves it's kind of leadership and also it's kind of personality definitely taking care of yourself first <laughs> yeah mm, so I, I think like everybody can lead in their own way because they have everybody has their strengths. There there's a Chinese saying if you're like in street people, they're definitely a teacher and sensei there. 
So for me, um, one advice I would say is never afraid to put yourself out there. It's like you never know what kind of opportunities or like what kind of situation like one way to lead to other, and uh, just to have the face and courage for yourself. Uh, trying to engage as much as possible, especially as uh, undergrad students, especially for freshmen and sophomore, uh, we're still trying to navigate ourselves around the campus. There's a lot of leadership different um, opportunities, and there's a lot of like uh, student organization like us, CPBA, like trying to foster leadership um, skills. Like so, like try. Um, just like try as many as possible and try the things that you like and like I would say that and yeah yeah I agree I think there's a lot of leadership skills that are good and it sounds like a lot of you have a democratic style of leadership like you let your your um, constituents do whatever they want or not do whatever they want but <laughs> <laughs> they can choose yes. uh, yeah if there are more people are inclined to interesting to get know and we like really analyze like our members need and trying to like give them what they want yeah yes okay, i just remember a sentence is like a fake it until make it it's like <laughs> Why are you laughing? It's, very, <laughs> it's, 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 it's like very um, common w words, um, and I think it's when you feel like feel little in this world. Um, I think you can just fake it. You're very powerful and strong and strong, so that you can be really powerful inside. Absolutely. Yeah, that's very, very wise of you. <laughs> okay, so lastly, how can people get involved with the Chinese Business Professional Association, and who can they contact? Or for um, I think I can take this question um, for because I am the new one come here uh, in this family so I think I definitely know what happens and um, for the, like the membership we have actually after events every event we were asking for a student who comes to events if they want to be a membership our uh, of our family and um, we were giving their of application chart and in that chart we are going to ask them if they want to be like uh, one of our leadership team because like um, like the Julia said just now and uh, she said we are going to have like VP and associate because um, I think we need more creative people and if like um, if there's more creative people we are going to raise our uh, organization efficiency so we need associate to help the VPs um, so that's kind of, um, that's how we find membership and uh, leadership. Okay. Uh, I can add on. So it's kind of for the leadership team. I think for general people who want to join, just kind of uh, enjoy the service we provide. You can just pay the membership fee because we have personal coaching office hour, like mentioned before. So it's $20 per semester, or in other words, it's $40 per academic year. Okay, yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah, yeah and our like leadership and our team, they are like in really fully involved in every ASCAP. Of Fisher and like and in around the campus like we have honor we have immersion like everything you can think of so if you have like any question in applying or how to navigate in the OSU like we can all help you in like more than just like professional development aspect yeah so in conclusion <laughs> uh, students can join us and become our members at any time throughout the year as long as we still have the capacity so $20 per semester $40 per year but it, because we offered one-to-one -one office hours if our coaches cannot take more students we will close our membership okay. gotcha. yes and 
if they want to join us, join a, join our leadership team as a VP, associate, or committee, project-based committee, they can submit their application online. We have our website, and we also have our WeChat official account for many Chinese students. They know how to use that, so they can find our the most updated information there and then apply. Yeah, and we have like exclusive membership card and gift. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we have a, a physical membership card with wow. my member like the ne membership number, yeah. and also gifts like umbrella, yeah. magnets, um, yes, and yeah. card holders. All that like for that. twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 the catch. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so can they email you if they want to get in contact? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Um, your email is foo.443osu.edu, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. Hers food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, thank you all very much for coming to speak today. And if any listeners are interested in joining, please reach out to Julie at foo.443osu.edu or any members of her team. And I'm sure they'd be glad to have you. Yeah, thank you yeah. for having thank us. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming. Right, yeah. Have a good one, everyone. And that's it for this week's episode of Fisher Link. Fisher Link is presented by Fisher Inc., the student-run magazine for the Fisher College of Business. I'm Grant Powelson. And I'm Paige Palmer. This episode was edited by our sound designer, Connor Bueller. The president of Fisher Inc. is Lily Wong. If you enjoyed listening, please leave a review, check out our past episodes, and be sure to follow us on Instagram at Fisher Inc. Mag for updates on future episodes. Fisher Link is available on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, and on FisherIncMag.com, where you can stay informed on all things Fisher. Thanks so much for listening, and go Bucks!